Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Today, I'm rambling for longer than usual about non-monogamy, so I'm not going to give you a long introduction, but instead, get right to it. If I increase my number of partners, I reduce what I have to give any single partner. True. For some people, this is 100% true, and it's a valid way to live and feel and be. And those people often have a hard time understanding non-monogamy, or perhaps they get it in threesome format because, well, that's limited, or whatever. The thing is, no matter how obvious it seems that the more partners you have, the less for each partner, it's not exactly true for everyone. For some people, having multiple partners or the freedom to have multiple partners makes having even one of them possible. For some people, having multiple partners makes having even one of them healthy. For some people, having multiple partners is what keeps the boredom from setting in and gives them a new appreciation, and so on. I'm telling you this, and I know this, and it's still hard for me to put into words that can get past all of the conditioning and make sense. But I'm going to try. Scenario one, I spend every moment I have with partner A. I don't have time for, nor do I want, another partner. We share most hobbies and interests. I don't even really want friends. I'm happy this way, being pretty much totally involved, and I'm best able to relate this way, too. Scenario two, I spend a lot of my time with partner A, but to spend all of my time with them would drive me batty. I maintain friendships, not romantic entanglements, of various types, and this gives me the time and experiences without my partner that I need to maintain a happy and healthy relationship with them without axe murdering them in their sleep. My partner does the same. Our friendships enhance our current relationship. Scenario three, I spend a fair amount of time with partner A. Partner A and I both have a lot of hobbies and interests that we don't share. We are also pretty independent people and need our time apart. During that time, each of us has one or more other partners and or friends that may join us in our activities. We are able to miss each other when we're not together. When we do spend time together, those outside experiences make for fun stories, ways to grow together and learn more about each other, and maybe even inspiring things we can and want to do together in new ways. We appreciate each other as we are, and we get the opportunity to see our partners through others' eyes as well. Our other relationships enhance our current relationship. Scenario four. Partner A and I are housemates and lovers. We both have other friends and partners in our lives, and we never take for granted that we will be available for the daily stuff with each other, although we are partnered for the big things we've negotiated. 
We are both free spirits and we love having someone to nest with without the pressure of having to be everything because that might kill us inside and kill our love. It's also incredibly gratifying to know that we are loved for who we are and encouraged to grow and become whomever we want to be with who we choose. Our other relationships enhance our current relationship and grow on their own. Scenario five. I cannot have a live-in partner. I've tried it and it makes me feel stifled and dead inside. I close off into myself and I'm a shitty partner and friend to all. So instead, I have seven different partners. I may love them. I may be friends with benefits. Doesn't matter. My ability to choose for myself helps me maintain my relationships and actually have more people and connections in my life than I could if I settled down. None of my relationships are taken for granted and all are about spending time together when we want to and then parting to go back to our own spaces and lives and so on. In some of these scenarios, having multiple people to spend time with in various capacities make the relationships they have possible. And so don't take away from it. In some cases, the main partnership is enhanced and grows as a result of other partnerships. And I'm sure I've missed dozens of scenarios including mismatched partners like mono plus non-mono or people who need only one other partner matched with people who like to play the field with many. Let's look at an analogy. You love pizza. You love pizza because who doesn't? No, you really don't have to prove that someone in the world does not love pizza. I'm being hyperbolic here. You love pizza a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Neapolitan style pizza, sheet pan pizza, New York slices, Detroit style pizza, Chicago style casserole. I mean, pizza. You get the picture. And so every day for dinner, because that is the most important meal of the day, you get pizza because you love it. And you only have dinner with the one food you love best. Breakfast and lunch, you can have other things because breakfast and lunch aren't as important as dinner. After a while you might find yourself a bit less enthusiastic about pizza. You may not. You're a totally loyal person and you can eat the same thing over and over again for the rest of your life. That's cool. Some people, however, are going to miss having the option of something other than pizza for dinner. And in case you've not figured it out, dinner equals romantic love, sex, relationships. And pizza for dinner every night equals monogamy. Here's the thing, I love pizza, love it. But I love it partially because I don't have to have it all the time. Having Chinese one night makes me appreciate pizza, pasta another night, Greek, Thai, Lebanese, hell, even Kraft macaroni and cheese. Is it cheese? Is it really? Now, sure. People aren't pizza or even food and sex isn't food either. But I can give you another example, the pandemic, staying home with one person restricted. I love my person deeply, 
We get along better than any other partner I've ever had, better than I ever imagined, and I know he feels the same. And yet, even as someone who can be alone for weeks and cherish it, as someone who sometimes cancels dates to chill by myself as self-care, I missed other people. Like, a lot. And the experiences and excitement of meeting others and the connections and sharing with my partner. And it did change who we are as a couple. Still in love. Still easy together. A little less sparkly. More mundane, less magic. More expected, less surprise. Not bad. Also not enhanced. And were that monogamy, forced by the pandemic or otherwise, to continue with no end in sight, I feel the dulling would also continue. Like Oz slowly turning into Kansas. For me. Also for him, I can confidently say, as he is a good partner for my non-monogamy and experiential exploration, because he needs his own stuff and mine. And we would lose more than we lose when I have the ability to seek out other connections. And we gain so much more from my seeking and our play together and my pimping of him. Our non-monogamy adds to our love and happiness. It doesn't subtract. What are your thoughts? Which scenario fits you best? Have you always been that person or have you grown and changed and learned as you've lived? Are you living your best scenario now? Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me at datingkinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.